Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Michelle Penzak, a CEO of Squared Way. Michelle is the mother of two young boys and the proud wife of an active duty Marine Corps pilot. She knows firsthand the challenges that military spouses face to find employment and help provide for their families. With this in mind, Michelle launched Squared Away on Veterans Day in 2017. Her firm employs over 100 military spouses and veterans as virtual executive assistants, and her client base includes individual professionals, startup founders, best-selling authors, and industry thought leaders. One reason that I wanted Michelle to join us today on this podcast is I was actually a military wife. My husband, after graduating from West Point, we were stationed in northern Germany during the Cold War, and then we were the proud parents of a Naval Academy grad. So when I listened to Michelle and heard what she was doing, I just really wanted her to be part of our podcast to share with you the give back and also some of the challenges of being a military wife. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Michelle, we, are, I think, are all curious in what inspired you as a military wife with small children to start your own business. What was it that, was it your background, or what was it as a military wife that launched this? Oh, my goodness. Thankfully, it was pre-children, but I married my husband in 2013, and I came with a great professional background, having worked in D.C., and I was of the belief that I would have no problem finding a position in North Carolina where we were stationed, and that unfortunately was not the case. I probably went on over 30 interviews from some very low-tier positions that I knew I was overqualified for to some very interesting positions that I thought I would be great at, and It was always the same thing. The interview would go really well, and then they would ask me inevitably something about, well, what brought you to the area? And then, of course, my husband's a Marine Corps pilot, and then it was like the conversation would do a 180, and they would say, oh, essentially, thanks for coming out. We'll be in touch, that kind of thing, which was always just them brushing me off. And I found that the common denominator was it was every time I mentioned I was a military spouse. And then from there, it was really depressing. And I started looking at jobs online. I started working with a virtual assistant firm. And I worked with them for about two years. And then 2015, the I'll call it the base for Squared Away was built when the company that I was working with went bankrupt. And I was essentially on my own at that point. So that was the building blocks of Squared Away in my country story. (laughs) No, actually, I can relate to you because when we were in northern Germany during the Cold War, I actually taught for the Department of Defense as a teacher. And one of the few jobs that we as spouses could get in transition was like for the Department of Defense teaching in their overseas school for all the dependent children. But unless you were a nurse or a teacher, it was very hard. And I had a very close friend who was a finance person, 
and it was really sad to watch. She had the same issue. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that she wasn't qualified or they didn't want her in their firms. It was just they knew within a couple of years she was going to be transferred out. So I really relate to what you're saying. But why is Squared Away so important to military spouses? Like, how did you find the military spouses that wanted to do this? How did you, here you see this for them probably was an opening of employment, probably income that they needed because we all know military is not overpaid. Mm -hmm. So how did you launch it? And what was the reaction to many of these spouses when you had this idea? So when we moved from North Carolina to Hawaii in 2016, at that point I had built up my own client base, working independently, supporting my own clients. And everybody tells me I was a crazy person for doing this, but we moved six time zones to Hawaii And I literally only told my clients that I was moving. I didn't tell them where because I wanted to see if it would work. And the only thing I changed was what time I woke up in the morning and how much caffeine I consumed at that point. And I started getting up at 3 a.m. to work with my clients on the East Coast so that I would be available during business hours. And I did it every single day for about six months. And I told my husband every single day for six months, this isn't going to work no way, it's not going to happen, that kind of thing. And he finally was like, you know what, it's working. And in the world where you're able to PCS from North Carolina to Hawaii and have a job and not miss a beat and still be able to help provide for your family. And I had people who were nurses and teachers and dental hygienists asking me how that was possible. And I kept telling them I'm supporting lots of different clients remotely in an administrative capacity. And when we finally launched, we had like 50 applicants the first week that wanted to work with us because they had learned about the beginnings of how I got started. So they knew it was possible. Wow. And what a gift because so many of them also, when you're so far away and you move so often, people forget that on holidays and birthdays, they're not with family. And so in in a way, if they're doing something that they feel like they're contributing and they're growing, I can't imagine what a gift that is because it gets lonely when you're just waiting, especially when a lot of times your husband or wife, whoever is in the military, is deployed for long periods of time. You know, when we talk about the business, though, what would be one piece of advice you would give someone who's thinking about starting their own business? What what would you say? Because you talked about how you had so many applicants, and it must have been overwhelming here. You're just starting, and you're saying, wow, I'm a CEO of a company now. What do I do? So what would be some advice you would give other women out there who are driving maybe in a different situation but still saying, I need to find something that is sustainable and works within the situation I'm in? I would definitely give two very, very important pieces of advice, the first one being Make sure that you have boundaries between your family life and your business life. It is not easy by any means, especially when you have children. But I implore you to make sure that evenings are family time and you're logging off your computer and putting your phone down because I say this looking back (laughs) with a few tears in my eyes. I have a four-year-old and a 15-month-old and I didn't do that. And that's something that I was really sad that I wasn't able to do. So number one, make time for your kiddos and your family. And number two, if you do something more than once, 
make sure that you document the process. It's something that is very important because as a CEO, you want to be able to do everything yourself. And as your company scales, that's just not something that is going to be able to scale with you. You can't do everything as much as you want to. So make sure if you're going to be onboarding clients, if you're going to be creating hiring processes, write it all down, have a checklist for it, because it's going to be something that saves you a lot of time in the future. You know, I can't tell you, I think every woman that's listening today is saying to themselves they can relate to that, because I think we're nurturers by nature, but I also Mm -hmm. think we want to achieve and give back and help our families. And so just listening to you, I think it struck a chord with all of us that we do have to learn sometimes to step back and say, it's family time and, and I'm going to do that. I'd like to transition just quickly in my very last question for you. It's something that I think our listeners may be pondering. You're a military wife of a pilot who is often very busy, and especially Marine Corps. So from all of us listening, thank you also for your service as a wife supporting him. But there are a lot of men and women that are out there serving our country. And we often hear about them, and we know that on holidays they may not be with their family and things. But is there something we can do as civilians that you find is a real contribution to the military or helping them. If you could give us an overview of what that's like sometimes, who really do appreciate your service, we could do to help. Yeah, I would say two pretty important things. So the first thing, if you know a military family or you have a military family in your neighborhood, if they're moving in or you know they're new to the area, just be extremely welcoming to them. That's something that You know, having done four different moves with the military, we haven't got a lot of welcoming, unfortunately, from a lot of people. And the few that have have become tremendous support system for me while my husband, John, has been deployed and they're now lifelong friends. So just embrace those military families. It's really hard and it goes a long way. The second would be You know, if you work with a military spouse, if you work with someone whose family's in the military, just be empathetic about taking time off for homecomings, deployment. That time is extremely precious, and it's something that we can't always get back. So just being understanding of when we do take time, I promise it's not just because we want to go lay on a beach somewhere. It's genuinely because we want to spend time with our service member. I can't agree with you more. I, I remember the excitement when my husband was coming back after being deployed for months at a time. And also for the children, I remember the one thing that I so vivid is our son would cry the night before he left, but then get used to me, and it would take him time to get used to his dad when he came home, which would break my heart. Oh, yeah. But I think that it is a different lifestyle and a different way of life. And I think that the one thing we're also very close still to this day, although we only served our time and then moved on in our life. But I am still so close to even the other military wives that we were with and families because you, we, we make instant friends because we know we're not going to be there that long and there's not a lot of time before we're asked to pack up and move again. So I have to thank you, Michelle, today, not only for sharing how you start a business and how you think out of the box in your creativity, but also from the heart of what it is like to be a military wife, because I think that all of us can relate to just how you are sharing with us things we can do. So 
thank you for joining us today. And I really look forward to keeping in touch with you because I'd love to be a support network out there for you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me and for sharing the story of Squared Away and how to support so many different military families out there. It is beyond appreciated. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.